listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. To you. Some may pop of the morning to you. Some may say this is the final football Friday of the season. We'll debate it, but first we'll ask you, how the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Great show lined up for you today. Yes, that's right. A great show. But first, top of the morning to you, Mark. How good, are you? Good morning, David. I'm doing great. A lot of sports last night to watch. Was The clicker was in full motion, watching a little hockey, a little college hoop, getting ready for today, reading every article I get my hands on for the Super Bowl, trying to get that last. It was, I felt like I was cramming for the exam last night. What am I missing? A couple of in-depth pieces, just trying to trying to still figure out if I'm sticking to my guns or if I will molten and waffle on a football Friday. Now, I am a waffling. I am a mess about this game. I don't know if I've ever been this big a mess about a Super Bowl before. All right. Man, oh, man. Fortunately, we won't make our pick for another hour and a half. But, whoo, great show lined up for you. John Perry, who's officiated in three Super Bowls, was the referee of two of them. He is the official in the booth of Monday Night Football. He will join us in our 8 o'clock hour. Pat Kerwin, live from Phoenix. That's just the halftime show. And then some. And that's just the halftime show. And then some. And that's just the halftime show. Lee Sterling in a little more than an hour to talk. And I nearly headline with Hall of Fame announcements. And I nearly headline with Hall of Fame announcements. And I nearly had a car. KD got traded overnight on KD got traded overnight on Thursday or on Wednesday, rather. And then a Hall of Fame announcement. I don't know how you left the house yesterday, David. And then a Hall of Fame announcement. I don't know how you left the house yesterday, David. I mean, about three dozen players and 147 second-round draft picks got traded yesterday. I mean, there, may not, there are a couple of big names. No shockers. A lot of reinforcements yesterday. That's what that was. After Durant, all right, the rest of the league just moved a lot of, a lot of shell game went on yesterday for about six hours. Whew. But then at night... The Pro Football Hall of Fame announced their class. And no truth to the rumor that when the group of nearly 50 men and women were voting as to who is to go into the Hall of Fame, that there was a chant in the back of the room while they were deliberating of defense, defense, defense. Because basically, if you played offense, you had no shot. It was a night in which it was as if I orchestrated the voting and said, we are only selecting men on one side of the damn ball. Okay, maybe we'll let in an offensive lineman, but that's it. No pretty players are involved. This is your kind of a Hall of Fame induction ceremony, David. (laughs) A lot of guys had their hand in the ground. Yep. A lot of guys making 100-plus tackles a season. Right. Oh, yeah, pick sixes and fumble recoveries, damn right. 
Hell, even the two veterans committee guys both played defense. Right. And getting a few things. I was going to say, you know, particularly in terms of Ken Riley, I know how long you've been lobbying on this show for Ken Riley to get in, so it's about damn time. Yeah. It would be great for his family. Unfortunately, the uh, FAMU standout passed away a couple years ago. But uh, when he retired, and he may still be, I think he was fifth, fifth or sixth all-time in interceptions. How you have over 60 interceptions, and it takes until after you're dead to get into the Hall of Fame, I have no idea. All right, but anyway, they 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 righted some wrongs yesterday. Don Coryell should have been in 20 years ago. Yep. Ken Riley should have been in 20 years ago. Uh, whatever, but defense, defense. And really, Mark, you wonder, will we have any Sunday? Because people just think that these teams are going up and down the field. Over-unders 51, and most everybody thinks this game's going to be in the 60s. I'm like, hold on a second. What am I missing? They play a little bit of defense these two. I mean, hell, the one team's got like 194 sacks on the season. I mean, well, come on now. They play a little defense. Right? Yeah. I, David, I'm with you. Because I've been leaning Philly from the word go. Leaning? Okay, leaning. I've been falling over Philly since the word go. I was going to say, you fell off that diving board. You keep swimming to the ladder, jumping back up and diving back in. For the most part, you're right. But the game I see Philly winning is not the 34-31 type game. So, um, great news for Dolphins and Bucks fans. Zach Thomas, Rondé Barber. Hall of Famers. How about that? Zach Thomas, his candidacy picked up a lot of steam here in the last two to three years. This was where, Mark, of people just attached Zach Thomas to Brian Erlacher. And they said, well, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, let's talk about him and this guy. And maybe you didn't realize how closely the Dolphins linebacker mirrored the Bears linebacker. And then some voters after a couple years of that were like, hmm, interesting. So Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas for those tremendous Dolphins defenses under Jimmy Johnson and Dave Wanstatt and even for a moment in time, Nick Saban, all right, they end up with two Hall of Famers off of that. Wasn't Zach like a fifth-round pick? Boy, you, you're you better at that. Yeah, he's a fifth-round pick. Texas Tech, all right. Jason, I think, was a third-round pick out of what, Akron? Yeah, both in the Hall of Fame. How about that? Well, look at both Kelsey's. One's a third-round pick. The other's what, a sixth-round pick? I think it's third and sixth. I think the I think Jason's the sixth. I mean, he'll go, what, second or third best sixth-round pick of all time when he ends up in the Hall of Fame? So, so Zach Thomas and Rondé Barber. How about that? trying to sound like Mel Allen there in this week in baseball, but how about that? 
Well, it is the baseball hour after all, David. If you're going to sneak it in, do it now. Welcome to This Week in Baseball. But so Dolph fan and Bucks fan. Zach Thomas and Rondé Barber. Barber, you know, one of those unique players really before his time, Mark, in which he could, you know, he could play outside corner. He could play slot corner. It, it, you know, not many corners blitzed as effectively as Rondé Barber. I mean, you know, both Woodsons, Rod and Charles and Rondé are the three corners that I think of, Mark, in terms of coming off the slot and just causing absolute havoc. Well, and you're right. You know, just looking things up last night when this came out, he he and Woodson are the only two D-backs with 40-plus interceptions and 20-plus sacks. And Rondé Barber, between inter- pick sixes and fumble returns, I mean, he's got like 15 touchdowns, 14, 15 touchdowns, something like that. Remarkable. So think about that Bucks defense that won the Super Bowl. Four Hall of Famers on the same defense. Sapp, Brooks, Lynch, all up the middle, and Rondé. And let me tell you, a hell of a case can be made for Simeon Rice. Averaged over 10 sacks a year for 12 years. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Four-time Pro Bowler. Averaged a sack a game in the playoffs. The year the Bucs won the Super Bowl, he had four sacks in three games. Take a look at that Super Bowl. He dominated that Super Bowl coming off the edge. So they get four Hall of Famers on the same defense. I mean... That's more than the 2,000 Ravens are going to end up with, right? Ooh. Yeah. Because remember, Ed Reed wasn't on the 2,000 Ravens. He was still in Miami. I mean, besides Ray Lewis, anybody else on that great Ravens defense? You know, everybody gets compared to, you know, the Dolphins' no-name defense, the Steel Curtain, the 85 Bears. But, I mean, four Hall of Famers on the same defense. Which goes to show you just how bad Dungy's offenses were. Okay. I mean, because that's how great the defense was. <laughs> well, and it's why, was it Lynch who said that they needed Gruden to get to the Super Bowl? Yep. Loves Tony. Okay. But we needed, we'd gone as far as we could go offensively with Tony. And Tony admittedly, when he went to Indianapolis, he didn't have anything to do with the offense. Left that to Tom Moore and Peyton. And probably a wise decision. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, being a great coach is just staying the, out of the way. You know, it's kind of like me in the kitchen. You know, my, my the only time I should enter the kitchen is to grab food and eat it. Otherwise, get out of here. I don't belong here. Well, I don't know about that. I do. I mean, either that or just take out the garbage. I mean, it's about the only other thing I'm good for. There you go. (laughs) You can work the microwave like a champ. Don't kid yourself. Got that right. Got that right. I don't believe in, you know, the whole hitting the numbers, you know, like one is 30 seconds and two is 60. No, I, I, I type it in every time. Well, you just like you text. Exactly. I don't get a lot of, uh, no acronyms when you're texting. No way. Long form. Type. Exactly. 
Besides, I like to make it like a minute and 23 seconds. You know, something ridiculous like that. Miller and Moulton. Hell of a sports day and night yesterday. And finally, at long last, Sunday night, they're going to play the Super Bowl. No, really, they are. Nope, they can't put it off any longer. In Phoenix, brand new field and everything. Guys will be slip sliding all over the place because that's what they do on that field. Eagles still a one and a half point favorite. Over under is 51. We'll make our picks around 730-ish. As David mentioned, Lee Sterling on the show. We'll talk some association with Keith Smith. Roy Cummings will join us to talk about Rondé Barber in the hall. John Perry, former referee, will join us. And Pat Kerwin in the bonus hour. All still ahead, plus the starting five in 25 minutes. Right here, Miller and Moulton on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes after the hour, top of the morning to you. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Lee Sterling, an hour from now, we'll go through some of the fun prop bets. And he will give you some winners. I mean, whatever his daughter says about the anthem, take it to the bank. She's hit eight in a row. Over, under on the anthem. She's a performer. She studies these things. They watch tapes. For the anthem. You think we're goobers? That's gooberish. So Lee Sterling, an hour from now, at least you have a winning bet. You'll have money in your pocket before the game starts. A little association talk, just a little. Just kind of recapping everything. But Roy Cummings to talk about Ronde Barber getting in the Hall of Fame. John Perry, who was the referee in this game just four years ago. And Pat Kerwin, all to come on this Football Friday. Football Friday. And don't Ooh. get me wrong. We'll have other Football Fridays. I mean, but this is the last one in which, you know, it actually involves a game. The others will involve, you know, players moving around. That's not true. We have the XFL. What are you talking about? Like I said, this Stop will be the it. last one involving a game. And the rest will be, you know, players. <clears throat> I don't know which between Felipe and Adam in our Twitch chat room. The two of them want to do like a, a daily XFL slash USFL show right on through the spring and summer. Give it up, guys. Give it up. When Moulton's not advocating for more spring football talk, you right. know you're in trouble because he is Mr. Spring Football. Damn right. But first, you got to know who's playing. We don't know the players. We don't know the teams. Besides that, we're very emotionally attached to this product. We do know the players and teams Sunday. The guys who finished uh, first and second in the MVP award, Mahomes and Hurts are the two quarterbacks in this game. You think that's a coincidence? Maybe it's partly why the teams did so well this year. Just saying. So Mahomes winning his uh, second MVP or what that is worth. Some people getting all worked up about, you know, who who won what. We'll say Dak Prescott won Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's got two charities that he's intimately involved with. Um, 
His brother committed suicide a few years ago, so he's big into suicide prevention and uh, also uh, fighting a form of cancer, which I believe took uh, one of his parents away from him. So um, Dak Prescott won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award last night. Hats off to him. Absolutely. So did you see the college football news? I did. And something that we've kind of been telling you was coming. <laughs> Although, you got to admit, okay, they tried. They, they, there was a game of poker that went on about a week to 10 days ago. Remember the announcement? Not last week, but the week before. And it was kind of like, you know, just can't reach a resolution for Oklahoma and Texas. Looks like they're going to have to stick around an extra year. Right. Mark, you're never going to believe this. But A, they reached a resolution, and B, you're not going to believe how they did it. $100 million. You write us a check for 50 You write us a check for 50 Hell, you could leave now if you want. No, well, not, no, come to think of it. Schedules are already year. out. We kind of got to yeah. get through this year. Yeah, yeah. One more year. So, so basically, Oklahoma and Texas will, will damn near play sports for close to free for their first year in the SEC. I mean, because if they're writing a check for $50 million to leave the Big 12, I mean, right now the SEC announced – that their team's got $49.9 million for last year. Now, that's going to go up with the new media deal. So, you know, Oklahoma and Texas will get a, you know, eh, $20 million or so. But really, their first year in the SEC, Mark, like 75 cents of every dollar that they're going to get from the league is going right to the Big 12. Texas will be fine. It may affect Oklahoma a little bit more. I mean... That's true. They're, they're both pretty good at generating revenue. Right. Texas might be the best at it. Yeah, well, so, they, they were. And and imagine if their football team got good again. I, that's the thing that's amazing. <laughs> they're producing more revenue than any other college team out there, and they've not really mattered in college football for quite a while. Or college basketball, really. So... There you have it. But Oklahoma and Texas leaving in a year, which uh, paves the way for the 12-team playoff. Let's just move this sucker along. Come on now. USC, UCLA have been finalized. Oklahoma, Texas now have been finalized. Let's get to 12, boys. Come on now. Let's move it along. So, college football, they're, they're, they're moving that ball, uh, you know, down the road. I will say it is February 2023. I did just, you know, the... Don't be afraid to pick up the pace even a little bit more. They are, even with this, you're right, they are taking their sweet time because they're st still got to figure out how they're going to do the playoff, mm -hmm. who's going to air the playoff, and how it's going to get paid for. Well, I, the airing thing interests me just because, I mean, if you're ESPN, how can you not own all of it? I mean, we got a contract here. It runs through the 25 season. January 26th. What are you talking? You guys can't air a playoff game without it being on our networks. I got a piece of paper right here. Don't you think there's something in there that if the playoff expands that they can do something, though? Well, I got to admit, I would think if that is the case, in which it says, hey, if we have more than three games, but don't you think ESPN then added the paragraph that said, well, yeah, but we got right of First right refusal. refusal. 
I mean, don't know what the, what what part of we own the playoff are you guys failing to agree to? Of course, right now Fox seems to be negotiating the futures of college. Fox basically brokered the Oklahoma Texas leaving. Did you see the very last part of it after they agreed on the hundred million? I think it's was it Oklahoma and, and Michigan or no Texas and Michigan had to agree to flip flop when they were going to the other. They had to move a game up. And it was to accommodate Fox. I think it's Texas and Michigan. And I think Texas was supposed to go to Michigan in 27. And Michigan was supposed to go to Texas in 24. And Fox said, uh, oh, no, you got to flip that. No, if we're going to do this and what have you, we ain't losing that game. Mm -mm, No. We already got our schedule mapped out. No. Mm -mm. Put that right there. Put that game on it. I know it's years away, but Texas in the big house, man, does that ever sound sexy. Well, and we have no idea what the schedule will be in 2024, but, I mean, Mark, it's possible if Texas is coming, you know, USC could also come in a conference game, and that's the year that, well, let's see, does Michigan host Ohio State in 24? No, they're on the road. So, but I mean, it's possible that they could host USC and in a non-conference game, host Texas. I have to admit, that's a little tougher schedule than the one they had this year. It slightly. Just a little bit. I had a little bit tougher than the one they have this coming year. <laughs> yes. Them and Georgia both <laughs> took a look at their non-conference schedules from this past year and said, wow. We got to make them softer. They were hard. I mean, we've got like a max school on here, for goodness sakes. What are we doing? We need more preseason games to get ready for the regular season. <laughs> can't, you, can't you get an FCS team that doesn't play in the Dakotas? Come on. Uh, so a lot going on yesterday in the sports world. Off the field in football, pro and college. A lot of movement. For the better, I don't know. Uh, eh. Listen, if we're if we're going down the road, let's go down it quickly. Let's I'm, go. I'm with you. Get to this 12 team playoff sooner than later. Let's figure out how we're going to do it, and let's line them up. I mean, for goodness' sakes, we're paying players. I mean, let's just everything else just fall in line. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us, Lee Sterling. In a little over forty minutes' time, go through some of the prop bets. I mean, apparently, we're going to have. Billions wagered legally, but far more billions wagered illegally, which I always love. We used to. I used to love the billions wagered illegally. But now that some of that billions are going to be wagered illegally in Florida instead of legally in Florida. That's true. I'm not as big of a fan. When it was illegal everywhere, I was completely fine with all the numbers. 
Now that it's legal most places, but not here, it's bothersome. Make a dadgum good point. Especially when they gave us that little taste. Yeah, what was it, five, six weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like forever ago now. It really does. Uh, But anyway, Lee Sterling, 40 minutes time. We'll go through some of the prop bets. And then a great football, a couple hours, eight and nine o'clock hours. Roy Cummings, John Perry, Pat Kerwin. Right now it is time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. Big night in the NFL last night. 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame class was announced. Dolphins linebacker Zach Thomas in. Buccaneers corner Rondé Barber in. Joined by DeMarcus Ware, Darrell Revis, Joe Klecko. And, okay, we'll let one offensive guy get in. Lineman Joe Thomas. So Dwight Freeney passed over in his first year on the ballot. Also, the wide receivers, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, okay, all obviously passed over. Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, Jared Allen, the other finalists who did not get in. Both senior candidates, Chuck Howley, Ken Riley, in Riley, fifth all-time in interceptions. Howley, the only man to win Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. He did so with the Cowboys in Super Bowl V. The late Don Coryell gets in as well. An offensive innovator, to say the least. But they handed out awards last night, Mark. League MVP Patrick Mahomes by a wide margin over Jalen Hurts was second. Josh Allen third. Joe Burrow fourth. It was a really big night for the Jets. Klecko and Revis will both go in as Jets to the Hall of Fame, and they won Defensive and Offensive Rookies of the Year. Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Very close vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wilson actually didn't have the most number of first-place votes. Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker with uh, the Seahawks there actually had the most first place votes but wilson ended up with more total points you know five points for first three for second that sort of deal coach of the year you knew it was going to be controversial because i mean heck nick sirianni wasn't even a finalist so but brian dable got the award he got it over kyle shanahan who was a close second and doug peterson who was a somewhat distant third Remember, it's a regular season award, and there's no doubt that Dable benefited by A, coaching in New York, and B, Giants got off to a 6-1 and one start. Niners at one point were 3-4, and four. Jags were 4-8. and eight. I mean, people started handing Dable the Coach of the Year award in October, and I think he held on for the win. Mentioned it earlier, Dak Prescott, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Eagles are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Looks as if this will be the first time Patrick Mahomes will be an underdog in a playoff game. Over-under is now up, back up to 51. 
So 26, 25, you know, if you want to stretch it out and think it's going to get to two, you know, is basically 27, 24. That's mid twenties is where Vegas sees both teams getting in this game. We'll make our picks in an hour. The NBA trade deadline came and went at three o'clock yesterday. And after the Durant deal overnight, Wednesday into Thursday, there were a boatload of trades made yesterday. Magic made a minor one. They sent Mo Bamba to the Lakers. They got Patrick Beverly, who they're going to buy out, a second-round pick in cash. That's just saving them some money and opening up a roster spot. And the reason that Mo Bamba could be gotten rid of is because Jonathan Isaac has come back and looks pretty good. He did zip zilch nothing, Mark. No. No, and um, I'm disappointed. Well, I will say our resident Heat fan, Felipe, predicted it. He thought the Heat would do zip zilch nada. If, I think it's more that they weren't able to because they couldn't get rid of some of the contracts that are so bad. Who, who wanted these players that they wanted to get rid of? You know, pe- Heat fans are quick to disregard the GM capabilities of Pat Riley. If we didn't do something, it's for a reason. Chill. Relax. It's fine. We buy championships. 10-second drop. Two wheeze. Oh, he's back, which is funny. I'm back with the wheeze, yes. Which is funny because I could have swore he he wrote him off. Yes. After the Game 5 loss in the conference finals. Mm Mm-hmm. As I'm sure most people That's, would. He's, he is, he breaks down the Miami fan just by speaking. He is <laughs> such a total Miami fan. And I don't just mean the heat. I mean the entire city, and you do it so well, and you wonder why they get grief from the rest of the world. I will say this, though, to both of you. And listen, Riley deserves the benefit of the doubt, but there were a lot of guys with bad contracts who got moved in the last 48 hours. I know the Heat have a couple of bad contracts, but trust me, teams found a way. John Wall got moved. Russell Westbrook got moved. Okay, you can move a guy. Now, I mean, in some cases, teams had to include as many as five second-round draft picks. But, I mean, you can find a way to move a bad contract in the NBA. But for whatever reason, the Heat did zip zilch nada. Uh, By the way, in the 24 hours leading up to the end of the trade deadline, 16 trades, 49 players, 25 of the 30 teams were involved. That's just in the last 24 hours of the trade deadline. Magic continue to play good basketball. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs and they're not going to make the play in even, but they beat Denver last night in the Magic Kingdom, 115-104. Atlanta, they kept everybody. They said they were going to start cleaning house. Well, they didn't. They kept virtually everybody. And they beat Phoenix, 116-107. Brooklyn beat Chicago, 116-105. I mean, the Nets are still the four seed. I mean, it's going to take some for them to fall down. Everybody thinks, oh, well, they're going to just fall into the play-in. Okay. They actually have quite a few decent players. They just don't have a star. And LeBron didn't play. Sore ankle. Milwaukee beat the Lakers 115-106. College basketball last night. 
Number one, Purdue. Number four, Arizona. Number seven, UCLA. Number 16, Gonzaga. All won the upset last night. 15th ranked St. Mary's got beat by Loyola Marymount. In-state, FGCU banked in a three with 12 seconds to go to beat North Florida. 68-66, snap a five-game losing streak. Stetson held off JU 70-67. FAU and FIU both won. On the women's side, game of the night was in Coral Gables. Back and forth they went. 19th-ranked Florida State lost to Miami 86-82. Terrific game. Another good game was in the Midwest. Battle of top five teams. Fifth-ranked Iowa got 35 from Caitlin Clark and lost to second-ranked Indiana, 87-78. Speaking of losing, if you were an in-state school, you lost yesterday. FIU, FAU, UNF, JU, Gators, all lost in women's hoops. College sports news, we mentioned it. Oklahoma and Texas officially headed to the SEC next year. Cost them $100 million, 50 each. I mean, I'd like to think for $50 million you can get whatever you want. I mean, I know it's not as much money as it used to be, but Mark, I don't know about you. It seems still like a decent amount of money to me. Should be able to get a good recruiting class from that. <laughs> I just, you know, you make a dadgum good point. Here's the deal. We'll pay the $50 million, but we, we get to choose the first two five stars. You listening, Nick? Kirby? You got that? You know, we'll flip a coin to see who goes first between the two of us. What was the number Ryan Day said a couple of years ago for <laughs> like $9 million he needed for a recruiting class, something like that? Right. So here, $50 million to join your conference. We get the first five stars, though. Got it? Uh, and so now, you know, USC, UCLA, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, let's do this 12-team playoff next year. What do you say? Apparently now that's happening. They'll work out the specifics. Uh, what's not happening is Charlie Strong returning to Miami. He got past, He was co-defensive coordinator. The other co left. So Charlie figures, oh, I guess I'm going to get promoted. Hell, not only did he not get promoted, he didn't even get interviewed. So when Cristobal went out and brought the two-lane defensive coordinator, who was like top 10 in every defensive stat last year, and Miami was in the 70s, all right, when he brought him in, Charlie said, well, I'm not sticking around. So Charlie got up and left yesterday. You know, Charlie Strong's got a lot of recruiting experience in the state. I'm just saying just saying. Uh, this is a fascinating contract that got signed yesterday. You Darvish is 36 years old. He signed a six-year extension. He's a baseball pitcher. That's right. He's under contract through 42. What is he, Tom Brady? But here's the interesting thing. He signed for a lot less than market value. He's just helping the Padres spread the money out. It's six years, $108 million. 18 million a year. So basically, you's going to pitch for like three more years, and then he's going to count 18 million on their luxury tax for three years when he's retired. That's what they worked out yesterday. Hey, Major League Baseball announced that when um, this uh, the people that own Bally Sports, when they officially file for bankruptcy, we're going to step in. 
And a reporter asked Rob Manfred, well, that's what, between one and two billion in revenue for the, the 16 teams? And he said, yeah, closer to one, but we'll step in. We'll help fill the gap. Really? Marlins and Rays, by the way, they have their games carried by um, the company that owns Bally's and who apparently any minute is going to default and file for bankruptcy and that sort of thing. Uh, hockey last night, Lightning got 30 saves from Vasilevsky and a 5 nothing win over Colorado. Hagel with two goals and assist. So, you know, Lightning got blown out by the Panthers, lost at home to San Jose in a shootout, and then humiliate the Stanley Cup champions. There you go. That's a week. And looked great in doing it last night. Yes, they did. Sam Reinhardt, Eric Stahl, each with two goals. You know, the Panthers have decided to play some hockey after the All-Star break. Good for them. They have to. Yes, they do. They've won three in a row after the break, 4-1 over San Jose. Islanders blew a 4-2 lead and lost to Vancouver. Those are valuable points. They let slip away. And Seth's Devils beat the Kraken 3-1. Detroit, Philly, and Vegas were also winners last night. A notable trade, and maybe it gets the trade starting a little earlier in the NHL. Remember, Horvat got traded a week and a half ago from Vancouver to the Islanders. The Rangers acquired Vladimir Tarasenko and a fill-in defenseman from the Blues yesterday. NHL trade deadline's not for another three weeks, but maybe, just maybe, eh, some GMs now will want to move a little sooner. I like that trade for your Rangers. Another goal scorer. Yeah, and not only that, it's right wing on their top line, which they've needed for two years, and he's best buddies with Panarin, who's on that line. The defenseman's an upgrade on their third pair. It's actually a, a steal for Chris Jury and the Rangers. They gave up a first-round pick and a couple spare parts. Uh, Phoenix, waste management open. Golfers you've actually heard of. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, two Canadians, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, atop the leaderboard at five under. Shoffley leads the group one shot back at four under. John Rahm, Max Homa lead the group two shots back at three under. Stuart Sink, Mark, played the round yesterday wearing Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns jersey. 